I'm Jeff Murphy from Boston University Alumni Relations, and I'm your host for an interview series showcasing the career paths of our most interesting and accomplished alumni. Welcome to the Proud to Be You podcast. My guest today is Double Terrier Andrea Feldman. Andrea graduated from Sargent College in 2006 and then from the School of Medicine in 2009 with a master's in biomedical forensic sciences. After completing her degrees, Andrea set out on her life's work to Virginia, where she currently serves as a crime scene specialist in the Prince William County Police Department. As you'll hear, Andrea and I talked about both the joys and challenges that are unique in her field. She reflects on her BU experience and busts a few of the common myths surrounding her profession. As it turns out, CSI doesn't get everything quite right. Andrea Feldman, thanks so much for joining us on the Proud to Be You podcast. Thanks for having me. You are currently a crime scene specialist for Prince William County in Virginia. You, I, I can only imagine that our alumni think that your life is like an, living an episode of CSI or some other TV show. Uh, I'm <laughs> guessing that's not the case. Um, no, not, not quite. It's a, it's a little bit different than what you see on TV. Did you grow up watching those shows or what, what, at what point in your life did you decide that this was going to be the path for you? I didn't really grow up watching those shows. Um, I went to BU thinking I was going to do physical therapy as my career profession and kind of decided along the way it wasn't really for me. Uh, I took one class in high school that was forensic science. Um, So when I was trying to figure out a grad program because I knew I wanted to get a master's degree, I chose forensic science. So as a kid growing up, you didn't have any, you know, scientists in your life or anything like that who had an impact on you? My mom was a nurse, which is a little bit of, you know, the health studies. Um, When I was a really little kid, I was a little bit of a nerd. And I kept telling my parents that I really wanted to be one of two things. I either wanted to be a Zamboni driver for the New York Rangers, or I was really into dinosaurs because remember that TV show Dinosaurs from when we were little? Um, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Okay. Um, so I wanted to, as a little kid, study bones. So um, let's rewind even farther. Did you grow up in Virginia or where where, where did you grow up? In? No, I grew up um, outside New York City on Long Island. So I went to Boston U for college. Um, and when I, I didn't know anything about Virginia at the time, but when I was graduating, I was pretty much sending my application resume out to anywhere that was looking for entry-level student, entry-level jobs. And that's how I wound up in Virginia. Well, how did you end up at BU? Um, And you you went into Sargent College right away. So you must have known that was kind of, uh, they've got a great program. Was that brought you to Boston? Yeah, I went to BU because I wanted, I knew I wanted to go to a school in the city. Um, I didn't want to go to school in New York City because that was too close to home. Um, So my mom and I drove up to Boston to go to one of the like orientation sessions where the student ambassadors take you around and show you about the school. Um, And I pretty much fell in love with Boston and Boston University during that tour. So um, tell us a little bit about your life. And I'll ask this two ways Um, outside of the classroom first. Where did you live on campus? What kind of places were you hanging out as an undergrad? As an undergrad, I lived, my freshman year was at the Towers, and then I moved out to West Campus for my sophomore year. My 
junior year, I studied for the first semester abroad at the London University program. Um, and when I came back, I lived uh, at one of the brownstones on Bay State Road. Um, the, the brownstone on Bay State Road was probably my absolute favorite place to live. And after that, I moved into an apartment with a couple friends in Austin for my senior year. What kind of stuff were you doing outside of classes? Were you involved in any student organizations? Or did you have jobs that you were holding down while, while being a student? In undergrad, I played a lot of intramural soccer. Um, that took up most of my time. Um, I hung out at some of the MIT fraternities that are on BU's campus on Bay State Road. So I spent a lot of time at AEPI. Um, and then as a graduate student, I lived behind um, Symphony Hall and worked part-time at the Jewish Community Center in Newton. Um, hanging out, I spent a lot of time at Cornwall's in Kenmore Square. That was one of my absolute favorite places to go. So tell me a little bit about your academic experience at Sargent. Were there professors or uh, colleagues or or classes that really stood out in your mind as having an impact on your experience? I think as far as career-wise, the chemistry classes and the anatomy and physiology classes at Sargent College were the ones that had the most impact, Um, especially as with the anatomy and physiology. I was able to put a lot of that knowledge to use while I was an investigator with the medical examiner's office. So I know that you finished in 2006 and then came back to BU in 2009. What happens in that two to three years between uh, degrees that you worked on? What were you doing for work? So for the year that I was in between undergrad and grad school, I worked at the Jewish Community Center in Newton uh, doing a little bit of everything. I had coached a girls soccer team. I had worked in their business office. I worked in their membership department, um, selling memberships to the gym there, um, and really was just trying to figure out what my next steps were. Um, So tell me about those next steps. How did you find yourself going from the JCC to the BU School of Medicine? When I was at the JCC, I kind of realized that selling gym memberships wasn't what I wanted to do forever. And I knew I wanted to go back to school to do something. So when I was looking up grad school programs, I started with BU's website. And on one of their graduate websites, they had this big banner that said, check out this program in forensic science. Um, it, It was a new program at the time. And I remembered how much I enjoyed forensic science in high school I knew I didn't want to go to med school, but I knew I wanted to stay in the sciences. So I clicked on that banner and that was pretty much all she wrote. I applied and started school. So what was it specifically about forensic science that you enjoyed? And I'm curious if you feel like that you have specific skills or even personality types that you feel like are are kind of like a prerequisite for really being interested in forensic science. What I really enjoy about forensic science is that it's science that can be applied and you get immediate feedback. So, you know, if you are trying to work in a research lab, maybe you're researching some type of cure for a disease and you don't see the results of that for, you know, 10, 20 years. With forensics, 
I can apply science that I learned in school and it's almost immediate. Maybe I get a fingerprint hit. Maybe there's a DNA hit. But the end result is that we go to trial and we try to put the bad guys away. And that's, you know, a year or two down the road. That's not 10, 20 years down the road. So I like that there's immediate feedback on what I'm doing. So in your master's program, are you doing sort of real life work? Are you are you set up with internships or other positions at, at local agencies to do that work? Or is it really all sort of classroom work? Oh, no. I interned with the Boston Police Department for almost a year in their trace evidence section. Um, and they were really gracious enough to help me complete my thesis using their instrumentation. That's great. Uh, and so then what are, what are those next few years after finishing your master's degree look like? So I finished my degree. And when I finished the degree, I thought at the time I was going to go into trace evidence, which is really um, a lab chemistry side of forensic science in the lab for the most part. Um, but when I was applying for jobs, I probably sent my resume out to a good 35 different agencies. Um, and I thought I was going to go into trace evidence, but as it turned out, the first people that I interviewed with was for a position as an investigator with the medical examiner's office. Um, so down I went to Virginia. And what do you feel like are some lessons you learned from those first couple years of, of full-time work after leaving BU for the second time? Are there sort of, you know, um, I assume it hasn't all been a straight line for you. Are there things that you might like to go back and do over again? Or did you feel like once once you left BU that you really were on sort of like a straight and narrow path? That's a really tough question. It wasn't such a straight and narrow path to get to my first job. Um, I really thought I was more suited for lab work. And I thought that's what I wanted to do. Um, instead, I just fell into field work instead. Um, which was something I never thought I had any interest in, to be honest. Um, but I fell into the work as an investigator and realized that field work was all that I wanted to do. So when a position opened within the Prince William County Police Department, I jumped at that chance to move into full-time crime scene work as opposed to just focusing on death investigations. And in some ways, I kind of ruined our interview, at least for me, um, when we talked earlier, because um, I wasn't sure whether or not you were actually a police officer. And as you told me. Right. Uh, no. I So there's two routes to become a crime scene investigator. And it all depends on what department you work for and where in the country you want to live. I'm not a sworn officer. I'm a civilian crime scene officer, um, whereas many of my coworkers are sworn officers. And it really just depends on where you live, whether you need to go through a police academy and put some time in on the road before you become uh, a specialty officer in something like crime scene, or you can do like I did um, and go the civilian route and be hired just as a crime scene investigator. And if I'm hearing you right, there really aren't any big differences in the kind of work you can do as a quote unquote civilian versus a sworn officer, right? It's just depends on the state. Right. It depends on the state. It Not even just the state. It depends on um, the jurisdiction that you work for, really. 
So we talked about this a little bit also, but um, what can you tell us about the kinds of cases you're working on? And I'm also curious to know, you, you mentioned kind of bringing the bad guys to justice. Is that the thing that really just becomes the most rewarding for you? Or is there some sort of scientific discovery act, uh, thing that happens that's the most rewarding? I think it's kind of twofold. So working in forensics for almost 10 years at this point, um, you know, you start learning on smaller crimes like property crimes or um, stolen automobiles. And then you move your way up to the bigger stuff. Um, I work more on homicides and assaults and shootings and stabbings and malicious woundings that um, require a little bit more skill um, to bring the case to completion. So um, for me, the satisfaction is really twofold. It's if I'm in the lab and I'm fingerprinting something and I get a great fingerprint off, let's say, a murder weapon and the people that do the fingerprint comparison gets a hit that the fingerprint that I found on the weapon is indeed our suspect. That's almost that instant gratification because it happens for us very quickly. Now, all that gets put together and a trial, especially for big cases, could take a year two, three years before it comes to completion. So. It's like a, a twofold satisfaction with, you know, your your original science is doing some good and we're taking people off the streets. And then when you go to trial and you really convince the jury of somebody's guilt or innocence, that that's a second way to also feel like you're doing a good job. I know our listeners must be thinking as you're talking about things like stabbings and malicious woundings that your job just be, must be so incredibly laden with heavy emotions. How do you manage that? How do you focus on the details, but but still, you know, maintain a sense of humanity and doing the work that you do? So a lot of it is um, we have some really sick humor that you don't see on the CSI TV shows. Um, there's a lot of removing yourself from the situation. So I still, my stress relief is playing soccer, um, or hanging out with friends or taking my dog for a walk. Um, and then on top of it, there's a big movement in law enforcement to actually take care of, um, department members, mental health. So, uh, we are required to speak with the department psychologist twice a year to check in, to make sure everything's okay. That's interesting. Uh, not to dive in too deeply, but do you feel like that's been helpful for you or is it really just more of a procedure that you have to go through? No, I feel it's been helpful. Um, it's more helpful to be able to talk to other people that uh, maybe understand what you're going through and saw what you're go going through. So another avenue that a lot of departments are exploring now um, is something called peer support, where it's a mem where other department members form like a confidential group that if you're not feeling all right, you can go talk to them and kind of have an informal venting session um, to keep moving with your job. Well, Andrea, I really appreciate all the time that you've you've carved out for us. Last question for you. Uh, we have so many students, even particularly at Metropolitan College, who are interested in criminal justice. Obviously, you mentioned the forensic science program over at the School of Medicine. What advice do you have to share with BU folks who might ask you about how to how to do you know do the work that you do? If if somebody was interested in being a crime scene investigator based on television shows that they watch, right. what would you be able to to share with them? 
Well, I think the first thing I would say is that it's nothing like on TV. Um, we get really dirty and we wear uniforms and I'm not running around in a pair of high heels all day long, if at all. Um, and it's not like on TV where it's one person does everything. We're all part of different groups. There's the crime scene people that pick up the evidence. There's the detectives that talk to the suspects. There's the lab people that do all the analysis. So it's really a team effort to try to bring a case to completion. So normally I do a lot of work with interns and high school students and college students that are interested in forensics. And my biggest advice to everybody is don't get yourself tunnel visioned into one type of forensics. Um, I mean, I started school thinking I was going to go into DNA and I wanted nothing to do with DNA. I thought I was going to do trace evidence and chemistry. And then it turned out I fell in love with field work. So when coming out of school, it's important to see what's around and apply to everything that might be interesting to you. And then on top of all of that, um, you also have to be willing to move because there's only so many people that do crime scene work in one little area that you really have to kind of go with the flow and be willing to just see what's out there. Well, again, Andrew, I was really excited to, to hear more about your life. Thanks so much for, for uh, being on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Andrea for joining me on the podcast. If you'd like to connect with her directly, be sure to look her up on BU's Career Advisory Network. As one of our nearly 8,000 advisors, Andrea has generously made herself available to current students and her fellow alumni who are looking for career advice, job shadowing, mentoring, and more. Visit bu.edu slash alumni slash can for details. And coming up on Wednesday, April 3rd is the annual BU Giving Day. I hope you'll join me in supporting a BU cause that means something to you. Learn more and make your donation at bu.edu slash giving day. Thanks again for listening to the Proud to Be You podcast. If you like what we're doing, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Proud to Be You wherever you download your episodes. I'm Jeff Murphy, and no matter where your path takes you, be proud to be you. The Proud to Be You podcast is produced by Boston University Alumni Relations. Our theme is from Jump and APM Music. To learn more about Proud to Be You, visit bu.edu slash alumni slash podcast.